I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Beware of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. I wrote this song for you, so you know what to do. If you should ever fall into the pit of the post Molly crash. Lesson one of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. Don't do anything rash. Whatever pain you feel, you don't have to make it real. Remember, you can always talk your way out of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. Beware of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. Post Molly crash. I wrote this song for you, so you'd know what to do. If you should ever fall into the pit of the post Molly crash. Lesson two of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. Keep a serotonin stash. A serotonin stash. Take five HTP for a day or maybe three. However much you need till you get out of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. Beware of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. I wrote this song for you, so you'd know what to do If you should ever fall into the pit of the post Molly crash The post Molly crash Of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. I wrote this song for you, so you'd know what to do. If you should ever fall into the pit of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. Lesson three of the post Molly crash. Stay away from sour mash. Away from sour mash. Wine, liquor, beer will only make you sicker, dear. Electrolytes and water's what you need in the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. Beware of the post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. The post Molly crash. I wrote the song for you, so you know what to do. If you should ever fall into the pit of the post Molly crash. <laughs> Sirens are coming, you know it's 8 o'clock. 
It's Friday night. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yes! Yay! Yes! Clapping. It is a very special Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse because this is the homage to Mitch Hedberg. It is uh, super stoners with live bass. We're going to have Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal, uh, from the Wyatt Act is going to be playing live bass behind all of our comedians this fine eve. Yes, I am one of those comedians. Hey, if you're a, hey, Dr. Stryker, if you're a person, I don't have a door person, just put $5 in that box and be all honest about it because that's cool and we need the money. <laughs> yay, yeah, we totally need a door person. <laughs> yay, yay, look at that community. Community, community, yay, mutiny. Oh, mutiny and community kind of rhyme. That's weird. No, he, he has a show here. That's Arden. He had like one of the top ranking shows this last month. Oh, yeah, the night space. Weird stoners coming together, reading stories and shit. How many stoners we got in here tonight? Yeah. Oh. I know that, uh, I know our residents are, I know, I know Guinevere Q. I actually made her wedding cake uh, years ago and it, uh, it had weed in it. Yeah. It was a Neapolitan weed cake and uh, her, her parents were on either side of it and they and I said, oh, every slice has like 0.32 grams or something. And they were by the cake, they're like, I don't know what this means, but be careful. And there were old people shoving cake in their faces and then there was an open mic at her wedding. So what a great fucking night. Everybody give it up for Guinevere Q. No big no fucking big deal. No big fucking deal. No big fucking no deal. No big fucking deal of the Wyatt Act. If you don't know them, you should. You should be going to Neck of the Woods and all kinds of other places. It should be on, hey, David, it should be on three. Put the three up and we're going to get it going. Meow. Meow. How many cat people we have in the house? Meow, meow. Meow, meow. Uh, I love cats. And I, I know that cats love me because I played with my cat the other day and I took his hair and I made it into a ball and I made him play with it. <laughs> we just flipped it around at each other. Uh, we call him Spike for a reason because he should have been a volleyball player or maybe he was one in a past life. He's also really good at goalie. I'm a crazy cat lady. But not the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. And I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And I want to make him wear it. Because I am a crazy cat lady. I'm also thinking about saving my own hair and uh, macrameing it into a leash so that I can take him on the bus. Cause there's nothing better than a cat on a bus with a hair leash of my own hair. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna knit some pubic hairs in there too. Uh, Cause I don't shave my girly bits. So like, I have a hair skirt. I could be naked and you can't even tell. It's, it's almost like I'm Hawaiian. It's like a sarong or a wrap of some sort made out of hair. But it's my hair. It smells like me, right? Cool. Uh, I don't know how many of you watch TV. Yeah, we try not to, but it happens. 
I'm waiting for a new late night TV program. It's called Sesame Street After Dark, right? Bert and Ernie, brought to you by the letters S and M. Safe word, rubber ducky. Yeah? And then late night, you can learn how to masturbate with Big Bird. Yeah, snuffle up, I guess. Put that big furry trunk in my cloaca. Cloaca, word of the day. And for those of you like that like to stay up late, uh, we've got eating pussy with Cookie Monster. Oh, Maria, this week, taco time. Last week, hard to get feathers out of my teeth. Big bird. Oh, hard to eat cloaca. Important things from puppets. Lastly, we've got the count. A one, a two, a three. Relax. Four, five fingers inside. Now we are fisting. Oh, ha, 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 ha. who better to learn about fisting than from a puppet? <laughs> right? Get right up in there. Uh, Sesame Street, teach me some things. Uh, I just bought that joke from one of my friends that just quit comedy. Yeah! Yeah! Drummer comedian Aaron Barrett quit comedy, and I bought that joke off him last night for a beer. Fucking my joke now, cloaca. Late night, I got it. Like I feel like a real comedian now. I'm like buying jokes, right? Uh. <laughs> what material might be mine and which might I've stolen from Guinevere Q? Years ago, we made a musical together. Yeah, the 30 Stockton. <laughs> I still remind, remember some of it. Let's see if I can do it. Okay. I ride the 30 Stockton from the heart of Chinatown. I do this route quite often. Back door. Step down. Back step door. Down. Step down. Oh, yay. That was like seven years ago and we still remember. That was totally impromptu. She didn't know we were going to do that. Knock, knock. Who's there? Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. The precepts of feminism, everybody. <laughs> we got it going on. Uh, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many feminists? Cats! 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 Okay, so I actually, that I have a separate punchline for that joke. That's the punchline for the feminists. This is the punchline for the misogynists. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? Hold on, let me knock my dick out of this feminist mouth and we'll ask her. Usually I get a better response on that. What I learned uh, from last November is that only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. <laughs> Not ready for a female president. Not ready for a woman in the White House. Nope. <laughs> no, you guys aren't. It's okay. It's your problem, not mine. I'm a little nervous because I am a woman and I have girly parts and I'm 42 years old and I'm of childbearing age. I know, get it dark, dark, deep, childbearing age. Don't make me have a baby. Uh, because I'm an alcoholic. Yay! I'm trying to be responsible by not having a baby. 
But if you do the whole thing and the Trumpy and the stuff and the sessions and the man Gorsuch and the, I had a really bad period the other day and I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. No, I didn't. It's all still happening. So, 42-year-old woman, childbearing age, don't make me have a baby. I'm gonna need some more tools because I'm gonna have to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. I can't afford a babysitter. Sleeping bag. Breathing baby. That's good, right? It's got positive parenting. Uh, this child finally turns five, and uh, I'm called into a parent-teacher conference, and the teacher says, uh, you love, your child said that you love alcohol more than it, and I said, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I didn't want this baby. And then it turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who's your dealer? You can come with me to Burning Man. We are gonna have so much fun. We are gonna get to know each other and it's gonna be beautiful. And then it turns 15 and it teaches me the best, most amazing pro tip. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. From the mouths of babes, everyone. Genius. Don't eat those boogers, you weirdos. Just your, your gums get numb. Fuck that, smoke it. Oh. Finally, at 17 years old, it dies. It dies from a speedball, a cocaine, heroin overdose in its vein. And I'm like, 17 years. That is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. 17 year later abortion. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. Not mine. I would have gone to rehab myself. It's like summer camp for adults. You don't have to pay anything and they feed you. Who doesn't want to go to rehab? I watch Intervention late at night and I'm like, choose me. Choose me. I want to go somewhere for three months where they like talk to me about my feelings and shit and they're not like, oh, poor little white girl, wah, wah, <laughs> right? Write another poem, wah, wah. They'd be like celebrating the poems, putting them on stage. I have an MFA in poetry. I'll never make any money ever, thank you, it's great. I've never, it's never gonna happen. So it's fine being a comedian or whatever, but like I wanna make money someday and I heard that lyricists, that write for bands and stuff, they make money. So I thought I would write lyrics for death metal. Cause there's only like nine words in those songs anyway. Right? So yeah, I wrote a couple songs. Let's see what you guys think. The first one is about things people like. Here we go. Go for it. Plumbers, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. Porn, people love porn. And end rhyme. People love porn and end rhyme. The second song uh, involves embedded rhyme or assonance. That's rhyming the vowel sounds between words. And it goes like this. Adult with chainsaws. For those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. It's the ah sound. It's about taking uh, apart um, whales at dawn that are bloated on the sea in, um, in Alaska. Okay, the last song, I think it's gonna be my big moneymaker. 
and it's called 23-Year-Old's Lament, and it goes like this. I have the worst roommate! Knock, knock, knock! On the door while I masturbate! Oh, mom! Why do I live with my mom? It's a death growl. It's like one of the conventions of death metal. Thank you, guys. Wow, clap break. That's amazing. So uh, we're getting started right now. We're gonna get this show started. Uh, before we do that, we usually sing a little song. If you know how it goes, sing along with us. Do you know the fantastic song? It's the song from the uh, Mickey Mouse. It goes, M-M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse, Comedy. Clubhouse comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I love that OG Kush, you know what I'm saying? M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! I am so excited because we have an amazing show for you tonight. And we have the amazing Guinevere Q. to back you all. Let's see if I can remember who's first. I know it was a boy after. Just move those pipes out of the way. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna play a song called Acid and Fapping for you, Pam. Oh, I love this song. It's about LSD and masturbation, and it's based on a true story. LSD, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping. It's about LSD and masturbation. It's based on a true story. We've Thank been you. playing it on the on the breaker, and I was gonna sing it with you, but it's too fast. It's like 15 seconds. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> if you don't know what fapping is, that's masturbating. Uh, just for people, I had to learn. I had to look it up. I didn't know. I'm an old lady. I didn't know. You're a first comedian. You probably had to look it up too. He's an old man. Just, I mean, you're. An, I'm an old lady. You're an old man. We're. Did you know what fapping was? No. Okay. 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 Good. <laughs> You guys should be excited because your first comedian's gonna blow your mind. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk! Hey. Yay! I know what acid is. We're working together here. So. Scoot, bop, boodaloo, come on, bop, bop. They're supposed to play now. Doodaloo, boop, bop, bop, skidat, dat, doodaloo, bop, bop, skidat, bop, bop. I had a musician friend ask me what the hell I was doing, and I told him it was scat. And he said, it sure is. Skiddly do just cap to the pops, cut up to the pop. This music is groovy. It reminds me when music used to be groovy. But now they don't make albums anymore. Skiddly pop, pop, do pop, 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 pop.
I've been eating kimchi lately. Now that I eat kimchi, I just gotta ask you guys, what the fuck is wrong with Koreans? How do you make cabbage worse? That stuff makes me Kim Jong ill. Bam! Skit up, bat, bat, doodly, doodly, bat, skit up, bat, pow! I like kimchi. That shit's delicious. You, you eat kimchi, but you don't swallow. That joke was about science. It was not about scat, 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 scat. So CrossFit, right? CrossFit. It's supposed to be a smarter way to work out, right? And I see them with a tire and they carry a tire and they lay a tire on the ground, they push it and they flip a tire. Am I the only one that knows that you roll a tire? We got a thing going on up here. I know you guys feel it. I don't mind you watching as we make a sweet kind of love here with my music and her scatting. I don't mind that you guys are just out there laughter baiting <laughs> while we have this intimate connection. I'm fine with it. She knows what I'm going to do before I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't usually do Mitch Hedberg stuff, so I got to refer to my... No, 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 no. All right, for this one, drum roll, please. You guys are tight. What the hell does this one say? All right. Professionals, professional, professional. All right. So I was reading this article about coffee. It was a really short article, Scientific America. They did this big study to figure out why coffee makes you go to the bathroom. And it turns out, it's a really short article, it does something to your intestines that makes you go to the bathroom. And in my opinion, that article could have been a little longer. See, that, that joke is about the state of literature in this country. It's not about scat, 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 scat. All right, here's my best attempt at like a Mitch Hedberg joke. I quit drinking 
So now I have to chew my alcohol. That's gold. <laughs> Should I try the second one, which will not probably be as funny? We'll be the judge of that. All right, maybe, all right. So my penmanship has really gotten all scratchy since I started using sandpaper. I warned you, I warned you and you accepted. All right, hey, Pride Month last month, right? So in honor of Pride, I transitioned. I transitioned from an apartment to a van. It's more of a van-sition. That's for you, buddy. You know, when you van-sition, you gotta really get rid of all your shit. Right, so I was having a garage sale the last time I had access to a garage. And my neighbor comes by and she's like, where are you moving to? So I point to my vehicle. And she's like, oh, you're moving into your car. And I'm like, Jesus, what? I, I was so insulted, you know? Let me van-splain something to you guys, okay? Size matters, okay? It's a van. It's not a car. It's a van. It's not a car. She knows how I like it. Where was I? So it's not all bad living in your van, you know? I own my own home in San Francisco. What neighborhood, right? That's what you're thinking, what neighborhood? Anyone I want. You want walkability? You want views? You want to be near a park? I got it all. Yeah, the van life. You're tasting all that freedom, breathing that free air using up all your free time until you blow your intake manifold gasket. And apparently now I'm post-op because I am just leaking fluids all over the place. Apparently I'm, I'm getting a monthly now. That joke was not about scat, 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 scat. How much more time do I have over here? (laughs) I have a minute and a half. What else do I want to talk about? I already did my kimchi killer. That usually goes at the end of this joke. But I had to move it up in the rotation. For those of you who know, I don't usually, I try to be political, I try to be topical, I try to be on things. I, I don't really like to go blue. I don't like to talk about scat, 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 scat. Mm-hmm. 
Probably just a minute left now, right? You guys feel me on that? I like the music. I do. It just makes me. You heard it, Mutiny Radio. I did not get consent. And I'm a feminist. So I guess I just have to move on. I don't know if I should go this dark here now, but I'm just going to go for it. Because you, you paid five bucks for this. I'm wearing a Cosby sweater now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Because if there's one thing we learned from the Cosby trial is that date rape is back, San Francisco. Oh, yeah. We didn't have Netflix and chill when I was growing up. Back then, man, we had to get a girl drunk, 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 and then fuck her. I know what you're thinking, right? How barbaric. But think of the woman's self-esteem back then. If she didn't get date raped a couple times a semester, she didn't feel popular. More? Not out of time? Or this is a subject you want to delve into further. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not into it, guys. <laughs> Clearly my better half. So I don't know. I'm perfectly willing to leave the mic. Thank you, Media Radio. Matthew Quirk and Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal. Yeah, love the Cosby thing. You know, I think he shouldn't have been tried for rape. He should have been tried for prostitution. <laughs> well, no, because he, one of the girls, he put her through college. And, like, that's the thing is, like, if they're going to try him for something, she went into a willing contract and was like, you're going to put me through graduate school and I'm going to let you have sex with me while I'm passed out. So he should be tried for prostitution, not for rape. I'm just trying to be a realist. Is that too close to home? Is that too edgy? Is realism... <laughs> I don't know. I'm a thinking person. I also think that the T-Rex bones were put together wrong. So there we go. T-Rex is a dragon, everyone. Take those, take those big beefy legs, flip it upside down, give him a breastbone, and he's got big flappy wings, yo. Move those faggy little arms back, and now he's a bird. Yeah. Sorry. I think a lot of weird things alone in the dark. Uh, so does your next comedian because she's a photographer and she spends a lot of time in the dark in the dark room if you get it uh, she's a really funny lady you guys are going to love her so much clap your hands wildly for Katrina Davis give it up for your host Pam can you guys hear me okay okay cool so I smoke a lot of weed by the way, weed is the only drug you can say you do in public and people are like, yeah! Like, you can't be like, yeah, so I do hair. I'm like, yeah, what? 
Like it doesn't get the same appeal. But anyway, like I said, I was I smoke a lot of weed, and uh, one of the strains I like to smoke is called uh, Walt Disney cookies, and it's a really good strain, except it makes you hate Jews. <laughs> You know, you'll just be there smoking, smoking like, <sighs> maybe Anne Frank's diary was overrated. <laughs> but after that, after the high wears off, I'm pretty pro-Jew. <laughs> and uh, I even go to Temple, because that's where the best lawyers are. <laughs> that's it. <I'm laughs> that one was fun. <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, I, I watch a lot of TV, <laughs> smoke a lot of weed, I watch a lot of TV, they go hand in hand. So I, uh, I watch a lot of TV and uh, one of the, uh, you know, when you're watching TV late at night, sometimes you'll see like a ad or like a charity thing and it's like a white celebrity and he's like talking about how you can save Africa for 20 cents a day. And uh, you know, you'll see Matt Damon and he's like, hi, I'm Matt Damon. And for 20 cents a day, you can get little Mutumbu here a hut for him and his 11 siblings and save him from death. Call now, give off your hearts. And it's like, you don't have to go across Africa to save black kids. There's plenty of black kids here that need help. And it's like, I have a great commercial, same commercial, same concept. And it's like, hi, I'm Matt Damon here in the Tenderloin. And for 20 cents a day, you can get these kids a cop that won't kill them when they call for help. You know, I tell these jokes so I, can cr I don't cry. I <laughs> the way you feel, I feel every day. Um, but yeah, I mean, as it stands, police uh, relations aren't that great with, uh, with blacks right now. Actually, dogs have better relationships with cops right now than black people. Uh, this cop. Uh, he shot this dog, right? And the dog was killed. And the family got $1.2 million. This dog's pups will never have to work a day in their lives. They have all the kibbles and bits they can ask for. And I was like, fuck, man, $1.2 million for killing a dog? At, white, at this point, I don't even want white privilege. I'll take dog privilege. <laughs> I was in the grocery store yesterday, yesterday and I saw uh, a brand of macaroons called Coco Coons. <laughs> so that's like an either really political correct way of calling someone a coon, or it's like a, something you give to somebody when, um, you know, like the Snickers commercials were like, hey, you know, man, you're getting a little angry. You know how you get when you're hungry, have a Snickers? It's like the same concept. It's like, hey, man, you're acting like a coon. You know how you get when you're, <laughs> when you're being a coon? Have some cuckooroons. And the guy's like, I have been feeling like a coon lately. Thank you. Uh, I want to try shrooms, but they say the first time you do it should be with somebody you love. And my niece is only two. My niece is a toddler, I love her to death, she's beautiful, but she has way too much fucking energy. Like, I don't know where she got all this energy from. Toddlers have so much energy that they should call crack toddler. Cause I think crack toddlers have more energy than crackheads at this point. And it's kind of cute, like if you were to tell somebody you have a crack addiction, it's like, oh. If you're like, I have a toddler addiction, it's like, oh. 
changes, the influx. Uh, I want to have kids in London, but I don't want to be a minority outside the house and inside the house. And that's why me and Kevin Durant don't have kids, because I don't want to be the shortest person in the house and lose all dominance. And that wasn't Kevin's choice, that was my choice. He wasn't even in the room when I made that choice. He may not even been in the state, I don't know. I don't know his schedule. Uh, whenever somebody offends me, I just think to myself they're poor. And then I don't care, because no one cares what poor people think. Did you know that you can kill yourself and not be depressed? You could just be done? Like, you could just, you could just be seeing the way the, the shit show's going, and you're like, I don't want to be around for this. Like, you can know the world's about to go extinct in three years, and you're like, I don't want to do that. How about I just kill myself? And then you actually have to leave a note, like an anti-suicide note. You have to be like, I didn't kill myself because I was sad. Bye, mom. Whatever. Uh, ooh. So uh, the other day, I was uh, in San Francisco by the mission. And uh, this lady was walking. No, I'm sorry, she was in a wheelchair, so she was rolling. She was rolling by my car, and then she kind of stopped to look in it. And I was like, do I say something? But then I was like, no, this disabled woman needs to feel empowered, and if she needs to break into my car to feel like anybody else, any other able-bodied person, then by God, let her do it. And it turns out she, she just stopped. There was no car breaking or anything. I'm still working on that one. That's new. That's, that's, <laughs> take it. Um, if you're, uh, if you pretend to be disabled to get money when you're begging, is that a form of cultural appropriation? Does anyone know? <laughs> that's a genuine question. Uh, I saw this article about uh, these ICE agents who went into this restaurant and they ate, they ordered like food and everything. Like they ate, they sat down and they ate. I just want to drive that point home. And then they arrested the kitchen. <laughs> Do you know how disrespectful that shit is to have these people make you a fucking meal? And then after that you arrest them? Was the food that bad? Where you were just like, fuck sending this pasta back, I'm sending the kitchen back. <laughs> Uh, a little while ago, I thought I had AIDS. <laughs> Was seven hard for anybody else? Seven years old. That's seven. It's a joke. I really did think I had AIDS when I was seven. Does anyone know what AIDS is? Why isn't this funny? I'm like, AIDS jokes kill, okay? They kill, and sometimes they don't, but you kind of wish they did, but most of the time they kill. Oh, sorry. I don't, I don't really, okay. Ooh, San Francisco, I forgot, sorry. <laughs> uh, I have, I have a, a friend who posts a lot of stuff on uh, Facebook with her boyfriend, and it really annoys me because all the pictures, she's like running out of them. And it's like she clearly hasn't figured out she's a side piece. And she'll always be posting shit like, me and my boo went to Red Lobster, or me and my man got an oil change. It's like, girl, stop! The coupon only works with two or more people! <laughs> Damn, bitch! He didn't bring you because he loved you, he brought you because you were a necessity! <laughs> but I don't know a nice way to tell her that. 
Does anyone watch kids with, I mean, watch uh, shows with their, does anyone know any toddlers? I don't know if that's a weird question to ask a room of adults. Anyone in here know a toddler? Why is it that toddlers watch the same fucking show over and over and over and they just always love it and it's like the same fucking plot, the same, there's no twist, that it's A, it's A, B, C, D every time, you know, they, they're not changing that and it drives me crazy. I don't know how kids do it. And then it makes me think about my parents and how I used to drive them crazy doing the same shit. Like when I was a kid, me and my cousins were wrestling fans and uh, we would drive up to Yosemite, which is like a three hour drive from Oakland. And uh, at the time, like our favorite uh, wrestling fans were like The Rock and like, uh, uh, yeah, someone else Rock-esque. Um, and uh, we, he would make, and I remember my dad would be in this car with three fucking hyper kids listening to the theme song soundtrack from the WWF over and over and over. It's like dun 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 dun. That's why it's like embedded in my fucking head. <laughs> Who needs a bass when you got this, huh? There's no joke there. I just wanted to say I really appreciate my dad for putting up with my bullshit, even if it, I mean it was lesser bullshit. Ooh, I feel like I wrote something else. Uh, so does anyone still follow the news have all, or have we all just checked out at this point? I've checked out and uh, I just, I get it, I get it, you know, but uh, it's funny because I saw that Trump uh, a while back when I was actually still watching the news. By the way, did anyone see that handshake with the first lady of Poland? That shit was smooth, right? She was like, rrr, rrr. like she like redirected the, like, <laughs> the handshake, it was awesome. Like, she's like, hold up. <laughs> like, she did, like, the fucking robot on his ass in reverse. Like, it was dope, man. But uh, I say that to say this. Uh, Trump hates Jews. No, that's not what I meant to say. Um, he probably does. I mean, he's in the business. I get it, you know. Um, but anyway, um, I saw that Trump wanted to raise the, uh, the military budget by $30 billion. $30 billion?! What are we building, Iron Man? Even the billion, the six billion dollar man was six billion dollars and he got a lot of shit done. That's my time, thank you. Hey, Katrina Davis. And again, Guinevere. No big fucking deal. It's getting it done up here. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he just hates women. It's not Jews. Uh, Jewish women specifically, I'm sure. Any, anyone who wants to have an abortion, he hates them too. Yay! Sorry. I just love abortions. What can I say? Your next comedian, he's all the way from L.A. And I'm very excited that he drove all the way up here to perform for you guys tonight with Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal of the Wyatt no Act. He's all the way out of LA. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Long You! Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm feeling real good about this show. Thank you for, uh, for accompanying me. Um, I was walking around uh, San Francisco in a tie-dye shirt I had taken uh, LSD at like 9am this morning and I bought a blouse at a Goodwill on Haight Street and I felt that even that was a bit too on the nose 
Um, I'm just, that's just describing my day. I'm going to get into the jokes now. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I, I recently got a shout out in a Drake song. You know Drake? He said, uh, shout out to all the fuck boys who didn't believe in me. That was me. You know, I've, uh, I said the saddest thing I've ever said inside a Taco Bell today. I said, uh, for here. This is this is a, this is a dumb one. I would I would never fire a gun, but I definitely question the guy in charge of hiring that gun. Okay, yeah, I told you. Right, um, I saw saw an interview with this guy in ISIS. Um, they asked him how he got in. He said, you know. Um, my brother was in it. He, they gave him my name, and that's that's how I got in it. So that means even in terrorism, it's who you know. <laughs> Could you imagine being uh, one of those guys that's already in ISIS? You know, like ten years experience jihad, you get taken up by this guy. Say so like, how'd this guy get into ISIS? You know how many dicks I had to suck to get here? I'm telling you, somebody's probably sucked a dick to get in ISIS. You know. It's like, 72, right? <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, to, to get an ISIS, they, they, the thing that they do is they, they send you out to, like, uh, another country like Syria or Afghanistan. They train you there, then they take you back to your home country. And I hated terrorists before, but I think people just get so insufferable when they come back from a semester abroad. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow myself up at a football stadium. Oh, sorry, soccer for us Americans. <laughs> um, sorry, looking at my notes is unprofessional, but Mitch Hedberg was extremely unprofessional all the time. That's my tribute to him. Um, I've uh, a lot of I've heard a lot of people people talking on the news about like gun control and how we should uh, how we should like solve that that issue. There's a lot of a lot of problems going on. You know, you know the last time uh, there was a major gun control law was when uh, the Black Panthers they stormed the the California State House and Reagan was like, mm -mm, no guns, no guns for y'all. Right. So that means the only time you know white people will give up their rights is if you give black people those rights. So I, 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 think, I think I propose a, uh, a charity, like Tom's. Whenever somebody goes and buys an assault rifle, they give one free to somebody, like a Howard graduate in Atlanta. <laughs> Call it the NGA. When you, you buy a rifle, you open it up, you see a little note from, uh, from Deshaun. <laughs> says, uh, thank you for supporting the NGA. We know what you did last century. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of, I saw this video on Facebook of uh, this white girl uh, getting punched in the, in the face by a black girl. Because she knows this video. <laughs> so it's, a cla it's a modern day classic. It's a white girl getting punched in the face by a black girl because the white girl called the black girl a nigga, right? And uh, the one that I saw happened to be entitled, uh, White Girl Gets Her Jaw Broke. And in parentheses, end racism. 
Like this is where change happens. World Star Hip Hop videos. I love I love that you know that's what what the, what's out here. You know, like people are out here like, hey, did you see that uh that video white that white girl getting her jaw broke? Yeah, I saw her get her jaw broke, and it opened my eyes to the underlying structural issues of racism. <laughs> You see that video of capitalism making two hobos fight? <laughs> and I love that they, uh, they, they just cram in a moral like right at the end of that, right at the end of that video. There's a, like, there's no, like what if, like nothing else has a moral just crammed in at the end. Like, and that was a, that was a, that was a modern art piece. What if a, an art piece, what if the great Gatsby had a moral just crammed in right at the end, you know? Like, and so we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. And in parentheses, money over bitches. <laughs> My real Gatsby heads in the house. My real Gatsby heads. Yo, fuck Daisy 2017. <laughs> um. I'm from Compton, Compton, California. Uh, that changes a lot of things. Whenever I talk to somebody, you know, I, I, during orientation week in my school, I was uh, telling people I'm from Compton. They would be like, "Hey, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm originally from the Midwest. Where are you from?" I'm from from Compton. Oh, that's what's up. Oh, you from Compton? Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, word. And like, and I have like this scar that runs up my chest, right? And whenever somebody sees it, they ask me where I got it. And I, I got to tell them the truth. I tell them I got it in the streets of Compton, where I'm from. They're like, word? Somebody cut you out there? They're like, no, I already told you it was the streets. I fell off my bike. <laughs> it's it is incredibly easy to injure yourself on Compton's underfunded bike paths. That's why I never leave the house without my strap, okay? It helps keep my helmet on, you know? You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm half black and half Asian. I'm uh, and I only go by my original name Long Yu because uh, my first stage name Black China was taken. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm uh, like I I felt weird about my racial identity growing up, you know. But uh, I would go to I would go to Chinese restaurants with the Asian side of my family, and I couldn't use the chopsticks. So they'd call me white boy, white boy. If you want to create a guy as weird as me, just imagine a, uh, a little black boy being called a little white boy because he didn't have the skills of a little Chinese boy. You got me in a nutshell. Oh, you don't know what kind of Asian? That's, uh... No, I won't make you do that. I did say the black China joke, but uh, my dad's Chinese Cambodian, and uh, my my mom is Belizean. It does not exist anywhere else <laughs> except in my family. People always talk shit about interracial dating. Like when I jack off, that's it, you know. <laughs> Such a stupid joke. Um. That joke is great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um, uh, so I, um, 
I'm tired of uh, corporations that are that are woke now. I'm tired of the woke corporations. Because, like, I, you know, Ben and Jerry's came out with a flavor called Empowerment. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm going to go down to the corner store and buy myself a, a, a cup full of liberation, you know? Clog up my arteries with freedom. Pepsi came out with that commercial, you know, supporting Black Lives Matter. Like, kind of supporting it. It was like, join the conversation on the placards, you know? You know how I know that Pepsi doesn't care about anybody? They sell Pepsi, you know? Like, <laughs> yo, Pepsi owns KFC, you know? My grandma did not get diabetes from the police. Like, <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was Pepsi, man. I don't think I don't think the revolution is gonna be televised. The revolution is definitely gonna be sponsored. You know? They're gonna come out here like, you know, we're not just fighting against the enemy. We're fighting for a country where you can have it your way. Cause like a good neighbor, America is there. And if you die on the battlefield, you will not die. You will live, Moss. <laughs> and after all this is over, men, you can catch me at an Applebee's, munching on a Black Lives platter. <laughs> Good night, I'm long you. A Black Lives platter? Fuck yeah! That was awesome. Long you all the way from LA. And again, Guinevere Q, no big fucking deal. No big fucking deal. You know. Playing rad bass behind everybody. Killing it. Funny stuff. Your next comedian. I am excited to see her rock her shit. Now, this is a super stoner show, but she used to be a super stoner, and she's here to tell you, to tell all of us the error of her ways <laughs> and how to be a better person. No, she's a hilarious woman. You guys are gonna love her so much. I'm so excited to bring her up. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Susie Vincent! <laughs> Yay! Hey, everybody. I gotta do this. I gotta have that stick in my hand. Yeah, so I can fuck things up. How's everybody tonight? I gotta tell you, I feel a little out of place. I feel like, I don't know, Rodney Dangerfield at the Deaf Comedy Jam. I'm a little older than most of you, okay? But don't think of me as old. I'm from the future. Seriously, you wouldn't know it to look at me today, but I was a stoner. <laughs> that was before I had to go fight on the front lines of the sexual revolution. Yeah, yeah, that's how fucking old I am. Woo! By the way, I just want you to like break into Brick House any minute. I mean, I'm just, I love, I used to play the bass. There you go. That's Sly Stone. If you want me to stay, I'll be around today to be available for you to see. 
And how to go And then you'll know for me to stay here I got to be me Oh yeah, Guinevere, everybody So I'm not used to this format You just riff over here I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself I get a little nervous sometimes doing comedy But I always look around and think Hell, I disappointed more people than this At the gangbang of 89 what happens when you smoke too much weed, yo? <laughs> and then you turn to alcohol, it all goes to shit. So, uh, fast forward, I'm now a Buddhist, and a nudist, yeah. and a vegan. Yeah. Oh, thank God, that usually meets with groans and silence and cr People hate it. The word vegan somehow is very alienating. It's like, Vegan, the word today is, is like communism was in the 60s, you know? It's great. It's a great concept, great philosophy. Never fucking work. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. You know why? Vegetarians are cool. Vegans don't eat cheese. What kind of fucking psycho doesn't eat cheese? I mean, really? But I always think like food is like sex. Bad choices can kill you. Am I right? The American diet, that's like sex with Charlie Sheen. You might as well just blow your fucking brains out. <laughs> Although he was a lot of fun. Well, that's another <laughs> That's another story. Uh, but the vegan thing, I do it for my health. I mean, this, this isn't bad for 70, right? <laughs> Too bad I'm only 62. <laughs> But it's okay, yeah, I'm 60. When I turned 62, I did some scary math, okay? If I'm 62, my tits are 47. It's older than most of you, right? It's like having a 23-year-old and a 24-year-old on my chest at all times. So, oh, that smells really good blowing my way. I was looking for, yeah, I know. I just came from the office. I don't have my vape, thank you very much. Um, where was I? Uh, yeah, 23-year-old and 24-year-old. And um, I'm in pretty good health because, you know, for 62, I'm not doing too bad. My mojo is still working, as a matter of fact. And by mojo, of course, I mean vagina. Yeah, ladies, girls, chicks, gals, take care of it. It doesn't go away. I always thought when I was younger, I'm not going to have to worry about this thing when I'm 62. No. It doesn't go away. It is your friend. Let's talk about bushes, though, for a minute. I want to go back to Pam. Give it up again, again for your host, Pam Benjamin. I actually, last Saturday night, had the distinct honor of seeing Pam Benjamin's bush. We performed together at a lovely clothing optional resort. You were the host, and in fact, you did a really good job. Um, I kept my clothes on because I didn't want to walk the room. That's a comics. That means making everybody leave. So Pam does have... Pam, I, I thought it was like another open mic. I'm sorry, I lapsed into comics week. Pam does have a full bush. I, on the other hand, made a recently a kind of a botched attempt at grooming. <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? So mine's not so much of a bush as it is a drought-resistant ground cover. You know? 
I'm thinking I should put a few small succulents in there. So uh, I'm 62 and I still have a sex drive, everybody. Oh, it's easy for you to say when you're 62, you're always tired and you always have to pee. It's like the girls today, the young women now, sex is so different. Everything is so, you know, it's so pornographic. The big thing now for women is squirting. You don't want to squirt down there when you're 62, okay? It's, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Although I haven't had to go with the Depends yet, so we're doing good. Yeah, and, and I mean, my body is aging. I can't keep up with this sex drive, you know? The, my skin tone is fading. My memory is fading. It's like my hair is thinning and so are my vaginal walls. Uh, yeah, right? And um, oh, of course, ma modern medicine has a lot of like fixes. They can do like the artificial joints and things like that. But take it from me, okay? Artificial knees just don't cut it for doggy style in the dungeon. It's really bad, really bad. So in case you haven't guessed by now, old lady, big sex drive, I am not only a cougar, I'm a cougar life coach, okay? Now, this always makes the under 30 boys in the room, they're looking at each other like, you think, you think, you, no, not, no. I'm a coach. I'm a cougar life coach. There's a lot to learn, and I know it all. Trust me, I learned. I was a stoner, okay? It's like you've got to be up on all the latest, you know, the, the video games, the worlds of Warcraft, all the gaming, the PlayStation, the this, the that. You want the gaming equipment preferably installed in the back of your windowless minivan. You know, with the latest whatever the kids are drinking in the refrigerator, lots of booze. You know, um, and how to dress, okay? This is relatively conservative. I did come from work, but I try to dress, you know, inappropriately youthful, a little too tight all the time, you know. Tattoos optional. Spanx mandatory, Spanx mandatory, everybody. And I get compliments on the way I dress. I think I look okay, but I get this a lot too. Susie, you know, that outfit really needs fuck me shoes. Honey, at my age, these are fuck me shoes, okay? I can walk in them. In fact, they're fuck you shoes, so get over it. Thank you. Thank you. Why? Why do I do it, my friends? Why the young men? They're like, that's disgusting. It's just meaningless sex. I'm like, yeah, so what's your point? They're like, it's so gross. I'm like, yeah, for them. I don't know. For me, it's a fucking blast. Uh, it's like, and, and I mean, you know, I will admit, I went through a period last year, I took a rental, some friends of mine live in an over 55 community, a place I like to call Shady Acres. And it's not like any, it's not like where people go to die anymore, no, no, because the baby boomers are retiring and yeah, yeah, it's a party out there. It's not so much lawn bowling and bocce bowl, it's more like mahjong and medical marijuana. That cannabis, that cannabis delivery truck is at Shady Acres four times a day. It's like the old hippie ice cream truck, okay? 
Instead of the bell, they're playing like Grateful Dead and shit. Yeah. So I figured, you know, now I'm out there. I'm suddenly, I'm the young chick on the block. Uh-oh. Yeah, there you go. That's scary shit. Grateful, Grateful Dead, there you go. So yeah, the old guys are coming out of the woodwork trying to date me. Some of them look like the woodwork. What can I tell you? I'm suddenly trying to figure out which ones are the richest and closest to death. Right? Am I right? That's what we're looking for. Um, so I figure, what the hell? I'll give the old guys a try, right? Oh, sad. Sad, sad. I prepared myself. I kept an open mind. I said, let me be, you know, be aware of... Because up until this point, seriously, I had not had sex with a man under the age of 35. It's just how I roll. No kids. I'm like Pam. Let's hear it for no kids, everybody. Yeah. The human race is doomed. So I brushed up on, you know, elder sex, and I learned to be prepared to deal with elder sex. It's a thing. It's, trust me. To know, I, I needed to learn about erectile dysfunction. Okay, yeah. It's like, you know, these, these younger folks are saying, oh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, it's going to happen. It happens to everybody. ED, they call it. There's no preparation, however, for EDD, erectile dysfunction, denial. Very sad, very sad. So I kind of played the game and I waited around and finally the best looking, this gorgeous man, 77 years old, but very handsome, swagger, I'm thinking his junk has gotta work, right? Takes me out, winds me, dines me, lures me into bed after, you know, the second or third drink. And um, we, we get into the bedroom and get to the moment of truth. And suddenly I realize he's not erect at all. <laughs> You're good, by the way. Give it up for Guinevere again. Yeah. Boyfriend is not erect at all. So I'm thinking, don't panic. I read about this, the pill's gonna kick in any minute, he's gonna take a pill, it'll be fine, but no. Out of nowhere, he rolls on top of me and attempts to enter me. Yeah, it was like trying to put the poppin' fresh dough back in the cardboard tube. <laughs> this old fool is like, oh God. So I'm like, what? Gets worse. He leans down in my ear. You know, we're all missionary and shit because he's old. He leans down in my ear and he goes, Hey, babe, help me put it in, would you? What do I look like, Harry Potter? <laughs> that is not one of my superpowers. So I'm like, what would the cougar instinct? More lube, more lube, more lube. Didn't work. I lubed it had in my hand it rolled up into a ball it started changing shape it was winking at me like a one-eyed jellyfish oh my god so soft penises are scary i don't know how you fellas even pee with those things god so it was it was a major major fail but on the bright side ladies the blowjob was a piece of cake Actually, 
It was a lot mushier than cake and not nearly as tasty. No white creamy filling. Oh, so it's back to the cougar life for me, you know, screwing the young guys with their rock hard penises and fear of commitment and mommy issues, whatever. You know, it's fun. I mean, what, what am I saving myself for marriage? I don't think so. God. Besides, as I get older, you know, I'm not retired yet, but when the fixed income sets in, it's very affordable. Really, check it out. For the price of a few vodka Red Bulls, I can make hot monkey love to a 30-year-old stud all night long. Wait till he passes out and then crawl very quietly out of his parents' basement. Oh, yeah. That's my time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Susie Vincent. Flaccid penises on the drought-resistant uh, lawn. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Susie Vincent, love it. This is perfect because our next comic's from L.A. And that's a weird fucking meow. It could be from an alien from outer space as far as we're concerned because L.A. is such a weird place. Meow. Next comedian is from LA and he's gonna make you laugh so hard. Everybody put your hands together for Tony Asar! What up, party people? Hello? What up, party people? Uh it's amazing being here. I like I like this. I like this. This is amazing. I don't get this all the time. So what are we gonna do? Like we're gonna make a song? All right, let's make a song. Give me, let's do it. Uh. That was fun, right? That was fun. I like that. So, uh, it's not, we're not that weird from you guys. We're not that weird from you guys. Like, um, we kind of just got here, been here for about like 20 minutes, and I already hate your parking. It's a, <laughs> like, you left an impression on me already. I love it. Never going to forget it, ever. It's amazing. Uh, so, a little about me, right? Who is this guy, Tony, from L.A.? Well, kind of just a regular dude, you know, just trying to get my life together, trying to build on what I currently got and all that, trying to uh, get better with my financial expenses, right? Uh, I actually did some financial planning, and it shows that I can retire at 62 and live comfortably for about mm, 11 minutes. 
My credit score is just a picture of me crying in front of a nice house, you know. <laughs> you know? Uh, right? Another song, let's go. Okay. I ain't got no credit. I ain't got no credit. Burritos depreciate quickly. <laughs> make noise, right? Yeah, come on, make noise for that. That's funny. That's funny. What's your name? Oh shit! Damn, what happened right there? What just happened right there? I love it. It is a big fucking deal. I know, I never crossed this line. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I am getting better with my money. You know, don't don't worry too bad about me. Uh, for real. I started watching CNBC, that little money channel. Right? You know, it's a good source. It's a good source. Very verifiable. Um, and there was four commentators on there. But one of them was bald with a ponytail. <laughs> Why would you trust your money with someone who can't deal with reality, you know? <laughs> There's no return on your investment on that. It just can't be, right? He, no decisions. But the other day I found $60 in my coat pocket. Now the kid in me, the kid in me told me to buy candy and Nerf guns really childish right but the adult in me told me to buy alcohol candy and nerf guns all right priorities i got my ducks in a row i got my ducks in a row quack, quack. i got my ducks in a row but not the bill <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh. I like this Guinevere no big fucking deal. Did I get it right? Cause I don't. Oh, all right. One time, right? You just gotta tell me one time. That's amazing. <laughs> I like that. That's for. I'm never gonna forget this. This is amazing being here. You know, like I look forward to coming up here to the Bay. I, this is the first time. This is the first show I ever done in the Bay. Like, yeah, for real. You guys, right here. So I'm gonna. When I have Alzheimer's, this is gonna be the one thing when I look at some dirty token and I'm like, oh, the bay. Uh, <laughs> I hated the parking there, but. <laughs> no, but uh, this is amazing because you guys are nicer. Like, have some of you been to SoCal? Like, lost, all right, we're assholes, right? Dicks, right? Is And I like this because it's a place of progressive thought, right? For real, like you guys challenge ideas, you guys challenge cultures, you guys blend things. That's the most important part I like up here. You guys blend. It's just awesome, and it's not like a, it's not divided, right? 
And I think that's dope because you got to be progressive now because what was it like three weeks ago, Bill Maher said the N word and everyone lost their minds, right? Anybody with a Facebook was outraged. It was, <laughs> they were for real. It was all you posted, all you heard about. And when Obama said it, everyone was pissed and everything. But that's just because the N word, right? It's this word that's supposed to be linking us to slavery and horrible times and whatever, whatever. I never saw that word like that. That word never described any black person I've known or have yet to meet or anything like that. To me, it's a motherfucker that owe me money. It ain't got nothing to do with black or white. It's all about the green. You seen Johnny? That nigga owe me money. You know, that's all it's about. I think, <laughs> but I just think uh, overall, we just got to get over that word. It doesn't define anything, you know, and that's my piece on that. Hit me. Ain't no niggas no more. Ain't no niggas no more. Oh yeah, this is a song you can sing, huh? <laughs> I like this. I like this. This is fun. Another thing I've been working on, cause I'm here to talk about me, right? <laughs> Another thing I've been working on is standing up for myself. That was like a big issue, you know. I'm not the handsome motherfucker you all you see right now, you know. I was a little small guy, really frail, got bullied on a lot. But now, when a bird poops on my car, I go on my porch and eat a plate of eggs so he knows what I'm capable of. I don't play that shit. No big fucking deal. Am I right, Guinevere? That was the best intro I've ever got from anybody. I've shaken a lot of hands, but with her with her bass in her hand was Guinevere, no big fucking deal. I was like, oh, I like you. <laughs> For real. I like that. I like that. You know what's crazy? The things we come up with in society, right? Like inventions and shit. Like, like, not like the useful, the useful stuff, but the useless shit, right? It's crazy. Like, you guys remember a time where it was acceptable to just have a truck with testicles hanging on the bottom of them, just dangling, just flapping around. No one said anything. We was like, oh, car balls. Okay, I'm for this. Why not? My thing is, like, not the product, but how do you get someone excited to want to want to do that, right? Like, you just like, hey, you, buddy, hey, 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 you want to get some more pussy, huh? Put these on your car, man. It's like, like, what? Gee, golly, this is what I always wanted. <laughs> I don't understand that one. That's horrible, man. That's that's the third disgraceful thing this country's done. <laughs> it has to be right. We were all offended. They didn't even have a. They didn't have the decency to blend to blur it out or nothing. It was just ah, that's horrible. You know something I always wanted though, is a quill pen. You guys know what a quill pen is? Yeah, a little little pen with a feather on it. Good, good. All right, community college for all of us. <laughs> Minimum. Not judging everyone. Maybe you, but <laughs> I always wanted that, man, because like the calligraphy on that just looks amazing. 
Like, I always wanted to receive a death note written by a quill pen, you know? It lets me know they cared. <laughs> Your cup hath run it over for the last time. Prepare to scream the screams of a thousand men. <gasps> Beautiful, right? Frame it. It'd be amazing. I love it. You know who's in, you know the most famous person for their quilligraphy? You know who that was? Captain Hook. No one read more death notes with a quill, with a quill pen than Captain Hook. He even kidnapped some kids. Amazing. Straight G. What? I'm on his side. All right, you gotta think about it. Peter Pan's just breaking into people's houses and kidnapping kids. And Hook's the bad guy? <laughs> Talking about Hook, you guys ever see that movie? Classic, right? Robin Williams? Oh man, love that. It was only one thing apart about it that wasn't believable, all right? It was this part where, I don't know if you remember, it's Robin Williams is back, right? Peter Pan's back, and they Tinkerbell drops him off in Neverland, and then, and then they're all like doing the sign, Pan's back, Pan's back, and there's like some cool ass roller coaster shit going on that Rufio's on, and I don't know, this nigga was into parkour before it was parkour, because he jumps from this roller coaster thing, and then dives onto this vine rope, does a backflip, lands perfectly, and gets up, <laughs> just like that, and I'm like, wow, and then all the kids, they all gather around him, they're like, yeah. And then they was like, no, I must verify him. And then in order for him, to, for Rufio to verify him, he had to get the diabetic black kid to come out of the cloud and just come touch his face like, it is you, Peter. And then everyone was happy. All right. This is just me. All right. This is just me. But if you abandoned me for 40 years, and go off and have kids and have this perfect life, but I'm still stuck with my balls not dropped yet. That's kind of fucked up, right? Like, my only question, I wouldn't have been excited to see him. My first question was, nigga, where you been at? <laughs> what? That was a horrible man. Fuck Peter Pan. He's a fucking dick. And then he's gonna cut off a man's hand so he disabled a man? And he can't collect disability now because it's all fucked. Man. But that's just me. That's just me. But the, my favorite part on Hook, and it's at the end. Here's a spoiler alert if you haven't had a Reddit post about it yet. Uh, the Neverland ship drops off Peter Pan and his kids. Everything's happy. Everything works out. And Neverland ship is Captain Hook's ship is taken off back to Neverland. And if you freeze frame that scene where you can see the ship in the sky just floating off, you freeze frame that. You zoom in a little bit. You'll see a chain with two cannonballs dwindling on the back. <laughs> Boat balls, you know. Steven Spielberg was ahead of his time. All right, I, I got to go, but I want us to do one more song because you're fucking awesome. This is, I love you guys. This is fucking awesome. Thank you for having me, Pam. Thank you. This was hella worth the trip. Thank you very much. But all right. You want to start it off? I drove over here on the fire freeway. Da na na. Da na na. 
I smoke some weed on the five freeway. Dun na na, na and then I came to the San Fran Bay to talk to do some comedy with these people. I thought, dun na dun na this shit is awesome. Tony Asar, A-S-A-R. Tony Asar, everyone, all the way from L.A. Here for you. Yes. Your next comedian uh, is a genius. He uh, keeps Mutiny Radio afloat. Without him, we would be nothing. He's also very, very funny, and I'm excited to see what happens when he comes up here with Guinevere Q. No big fucking deal. No big fucking deal. Everybody put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Richard Kiss. Thanks, Pam. It's a little uh, Barney Miller there, huh? <laughs> I played the uh, electric bass in high school when the, my band teacher asked me to, to learn it, and Barney Miller was the only thing that I really strove to do. It's a long time ago. Anyone heard of Barney Miller? <laughs> The only TV show whose theme song was almost all bass. Anyway, before I get too far into it, uh, I got some friends who came out to see me. Just want to give a quick shout out. Ah! Thank you. I take things literally. I'm a literalist. I know it's distracting looking at me. It's like Bob Saget and Al Bundy had a kid. <laughs> hey, Peg. Come in here and watch those funny videos. Who says two men can't have a baby? It's my Ed O'Neill impression I'm checking out on uh, Modern Family. I'm uh, not really sure why I'm here on this show tonight. Uh, kind, of a, kind of a big square. And uh, as evidence, I put forth the fact that I use the word square to describe myself, which I don't think anyone has done for, what, uh, 10 years now? In a non-ironic way. Maybe 40? I don't know. I'm, uh, I've actually never really uh, used any drugs. Uh, I drank a handful of drinks in my time, but uh, never got into that. Never broke through. But uh, it wasn't for lack of uh, opportunity because uh, I went to university in Canada and I lived in the dorms for my entire time there and there's plenty of chances to try drugs or drink but uh, for me experimenting meant uh, all the experimenting I did was uh, in chem lab Literally. All right, I admit I had uh, a stint here and there, a little in, uh, I tried a bit in a physics lab, but, uh, you know, that's because I was young and curious. And but w what better way to figure out how the world works than by learning about Planck's constant? 
the Planck's Constant song. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, when I was a kid, I did watch Sesame Street a lot. I love that. And uh, some of those cartoons are pretty psychedelic. Who'd have guessed that uh, learning to count could be such a trip, huh? You remember that one? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, after a while, Sesame Street, I sort of moved beyond that. Got too easy. I had to find something harder, you know? More my speed. So that's when I got hard into Electric Company. That's right, Sesame Street is a gateway. Uh, childhood was good. Wasn't all good though, I got uh, cold sores a lot. It's brutal. I, even as an adult, I get them. Not so much now, but once in a while, it'll come along. I like to call it uh, lip herp. Yeah. All the stigma with none of the discretion. I tell you, I get to the point where when, when I get an outbreak, I am jealous of people who have genital herpes. Because at least they have a little privacy. Thanks to this thing called, uh, pants! What am I supposed to do when I get an outbreak? Hick it up, hitch it up to my nose? Got a belt around my head? Hello, how are you? No. Doesn't work. But, uh, I don't know, recently they've got this, uh, new drug, works well for, uh, herpes of all sorts called, uh, Valtrex. Stuff's great. I take this stuff, but uh, just recreationally. Gives me a smooth, calm feeling. Like I'm not going to get a herpes outbreak on my face. That's what I hope for. <laughs> wow, that's so relaxing. What about, you know any Beethoven? That's... Uh, How about like, dun 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 dun. Let me come back to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sesame Street number song, and I gotta learn that, that fighter song. <laughs> and Beethoven, I guess. <laughs> Alright, here, I'll write this down. Okay. Um. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, most of my drug knowledge is theoretical. Like uh, scientists, you read, I read about uh, scientists doing experiments to learn about how drugs affect people. A lot of times they do animal experiments. And it makes me wonder, what happens to these animals after the experiments are done? Like what about a monkey using heroin? You'd be like, I'm a smart monkey! It's my monkey act out. So I'm a uh, Canadian. I grew up in Canada. 
Thank you. Or as you call it here, America Light. I lived in the United States for a long time, though, uh, ever since finishing school. I moved here to go to graduate school and then work. It's here on all sorts of visas, and then eventually I got a green card. So I've been a guest in your country for so long. But then finally, last year, I took the plunge, and I became a naturalized U.S. citizen. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's working out pretty well. So my favorite thing so far is the uh, guaranteed applause line at comedy shows. All comedians need to have one of those in their pocket. I'm thinking about getting married just so I can have that one too. It's just... Yeah, kids, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Canada's a good place. Uh, Canada's had uh, gay marriage for uh, over 10 years. And uh, spoiler alert, nothing happens. A lot of Americans are worried that uh, allowing such a thing is going to cause pestilence and horror on the country, that God's going to send it. But uh, turns out he's too busy not being real, so. <laughs> Who'd have guessed not existing would take up so much of your day? Uh. But uh, I grew up in a small town, a lot of white people. Um, it's interesting being in the big city. You gotta watch yourself though. One time I offended this Japanese guy. I'm like, you people never tie your shoes. And he's like, oh, that's lacist. It's a good pun, huh? It's worthy of an ROR, don't you think? That's too soon. I'm always trying to uh, better myself. Taking a course on real estate, and uh, apparently there are three aspects to valuing a property: there are uh, location, location, and next week we're going to learn the third. So. Really looking forward to that. The teacher's kind of slow. I think he used to work for Trump University. Is that the uh, 99 cent only store the other day? And uh, I noticed they had pregnancy tests there. And I'm like, wow, pregnancy test for 99 cents? That's amazing. This would be like 14 bucks at a regular drugstore. Why is it so cheap at the 99 cent only store then I realized you're buying a pregnancy test from 99 cent only store you are fucking pregnant <laughs> so this product this is way simpler than the Walgreens version right it's a box with a slip of paper in it that says yes You don't need to pee on anything. You are knocked up. All right, that's it for me. Give it up for uh, GQ here. And give it up for Pam. Thank you. Richard Kiss, everyone. Yay!
fuck you, no big fucking deal. Meow. Are you guys ready for your headliner? He is one of my favorite comedians in San Francisco, and I don't say that lightly. He also throws a great party. Uh, but uh, it, he's, you guys are going to laugh and so hard. And keep it going right now for Guinevere. She's working so fucking hard for us. I love Playing it. those fingers till they bleed. Uh. For the, for for Pamtastic, oh, too. Thank you. You're working so hard, though. Yay, yay me. But, but you're actually talented and making music, which is amazing. You, they're gonna, your next comedian, he's going to make magic. Everybody, put your hands together and slap them in a wild, clappy-like way. For Clay Newman! Gwinnery, you really are killing it tonight. I'm excited for this. This is going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, one more time for Mutiny Radio for putting on this show. This is fantastic. We appreciate you coming to support. Uh, if you're really having a good time, buy one of the t-shirts. We got the uber shitty t-shirts for if you know what you want to say, but you don't want other people to know what you want to say. <laughs> uber shitty. I think they're angry, but I don't know what about. It's, it's my kind of revolts. Like, just confuse people and be like, all right, they're upset. I think I know why. This is so the 99% movement in t-shirt form is that uber shitty shirt right there I'm excited for this you guys uh, my 30th birthday is coming up which uh, well yeah, I, don't know, I don't know I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it I'm not gonna make a big deal out of 30 mostly because all of you have assumed that I'm 42 since I've been on stage hard to get people excited about 30 when you look like this what are you getting Clay for his birthday? Moisturizer, I think. <laughs> and a coupon to Supercuts. God damn. I've tried to lose a little bit of weight. Uh, it's an emotional roller coaster, I swear to God. Every, like, because I really am, I'm trying to lose weight, but I have the diet of a bulimic raccoon with worms. Like, it's not good. You have no idea how much it takes to get a salad instead of fries. The emotional roller coaster. Every single time. It really is. Like, emotional roller coaster is the only way to describe it. It's just like. Click, 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 click. All right, we're doing this, man. Yeah, we're going to order salad instead of fries. This is going to be great. We're finally, there's only one way to get healthy, and it's by making one right decision after another. Oh, my God, I smell them. They're so delicious. Ah, that guy ordered fries, and he looks so happy. Oh, no, 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 makes you happier than being thin. It's good, click, click, click. It's going to be fine. It's just, it's, it's going to be like, you know, slow and steady wins the race. And excuse me, ma'am, I'll take a salad. What are you doing? No! You can't go back now. Side of fries, side of fries. All right, you fucked everything up. <laughs> I drank too much to do that joke. I'm sick now. Uh, uh. Is it okay now? I don't know the rules in here. It's very... Okay, appreciate it. That's actually on the flyer for the show, like... <laughs> Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Now, not sniffing your drink. 
Let me ask you, Guinevere. Yes, Clay Newman. Sweatpants on a man in public. Yes or no? What do you think? Have you given up on life? <laughs> All right. Well, Princess Bassist over here says no. I don't think it's a matter of giving up. I think sweatpants on a man in public is a confident move. I think it is. How could it not be? Sweatpants on a man in public says, hey, world, I don't care what you have in store for me today. I will not get a boner. It's confidence. It's, I don't have that confidence. That's why I wear these pants. You can't tell. I've been hard this whole set. Switch from 6 to 12 and let it ride. Yeah, thank you. If enough of you laugh like that, I'll come. It'll happen. It's a party, baby. <laughs> has anybody in here ever been cut off at a bar? Yeah, I know Pam has. Uh, yeah, you have? Uh, what happened? What the bartender? Oh, okay. Oh, well. Oh, you have Guinevere? What happened? You seem so nice. Like... I got on a table. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not as good. That's not a good start. And I tried to lie and say I fell on the table. <laughs> well, yeah, if you don't understand gravity, I'm going to cut you off. That's, that's fair. That's fair. No, officer, I, I fell up a flight of stairs. That's very confusing. And I also got naked in the photo booth. All right, well... Like, really bury the lead on that one. That was... Like, we've all fell onto a table. That's... That's just Tuesday night. <laughs> I got cut off at a bar, and the bartender said... I'd never forget this. The bartender said, Excuse me, sir. I'm afraid that you've been overserved. Honest to God, that is the nicest way anyone's ever called me an alcoholic before. <laughs> it was so considerate of him to say it like that. That was beautiful. He wasn't a jerk or anything. He basically took 100% of the responsibility for that situation. It's like, yo, those last six whiskey shots, that was my bad. I shouldn't have done that to you. Very irresponsible of me. That doesn't happen with any other kind of substance. If I do a gram of cocaine tonight, my dealer is not going to say, oh, no, you've been overserved." <laughs> He's going to say, you're a drug addict. Would you like to buy more drugs? <laughs> yes, you're a good dealer. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not a coke guy for that reason. There's this urgency to cocaine I don't understand. People get a gram of cocaine, and they treat it like it's a pint of Ben and Jerry's, and no one owns a freezer. Hey, we just got this. This is going to be fun. We got to get this in a tonight! Chill, Chase. It'll stay. It's, it's the whitest name I could think of. It's, Will Smith ruined Jaden for me. It's, it's the second whitest until... Hmm. I'm just, I don't know. I'm a weed guy, I guess. I like a drug you can do a little bit of. You can smoke a joint and watch a movie. That's a fantastic afternoon. 
but nobody's like doing kebabs in the century bathroom. That's not a thing. That's not a chill drug. You can't do cocaine and then try to sit through the Avengers with a friend. I've tried it, it's not good. Just wind up sweaty in the cold theater. You're angry, you're horny. You don't know how to feel about Thor. Mostly a combination of those two things. I think some of the TV that I myself am a fan of, but a lot of people are, has gotten to this weird place where people don't just, it's not about talking anymore. It's not about dialogue. It's not about conversation. Like, what's your favorite shows right now? Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, American Gods. Have you seen it? It's incredible, but it's in this weird, fantastical world. Do you realize there's no way Seinfeld could exist today? That would, like if Seinfeld wasn't being, like it, this would be Seinfeld just, oh, yeah, can we do it? <laughs> All right, just get, just make it real funky. Just put put some pop and some thumb into it. What's the deal with a zombie chomping my leg? <laughs> All right, no, your bass was way better than my Seinfeld. That was that was on me. That was that was on me. That's. That's what happens when a Jew tries to do an impression of a Jew. It just like Holla. It just oh man, it's Uroboros. Like a weird Jewish Uroboros. Uh I, I, I do think it's crazy though that like it's it's the same thing with technology. Like technology Everybody's skill set has to do with like it's about creating apps. It's not about building things in real life anymore. It's about making apps. And while I will admit that is an amazing fucking skill that I don't have, I, I'm so jealous of people that could build an app. But that's not going to be cool forever. I hope you realize. I hope you realize one day you're going to have grandkids and Christmas is going to roll around and your grandkids are going to say, "Oh, great grandma made me another fucking app." <laughs> yeah, there's cats on it. Thanks, grandma. <laughs> No, wait, it's just your cat. It's just, okay. I can make other cats look like your cat. This is a weird app, Grandma. <laughs> One Bitcoin for my birthday. Fucking thanks, Grandma. All right. Millennials are weird. That's what I'm saying. Um, I don't know. I'm happy to be in the generation we're in. I couldn't survive in many others. I'd like to think I'd get along in the 70s, uh, but I'd probably just like get a strong finger infection and die. Like if they like, if you didn't just have like if I couldn't Taskmaster or Task Rabbit. Uh, someone. All right, I forgot how to talk for a second. I'm gonna. <laughs> Like, we're doing so good, Clay, let's riff. And my brain's like, no, no that's a bad idea. Let's stick with, let's do things we've said before. <laughs> let's stick to words we've practiced. Huh. All right, we're back. Cool. So you hear that sweet music. This is pretty fucking awesome. Uh... I've done shows with bands before. It's kind of intimidating. Uh, 
I feel like it really shows how far comedians are on the artistic spectrum. <laughs> like, like, it's honestly rude of you the entire time I'm up here to be like, yeah, but this is what actually practicing a talent looks like. <laughs> what a funny observation. Can you even conceive of what this is? I can't do that. I can't be like, hey, you, you have no idea how hard this is. Like, you know, I've talked before. Like, I've been at a party. I've made laughs happen. Like, I've never been at a party and all of a sudden, like. Doesn't even look as cool when I do it. I wish I could be you. I have stupid fingers. That's the problem. I have stupid fingers. I can't play guitar. I can't paint. I can't draw. Anybody else have this problem? Like, I know in my head. Obviously, I'm not an idiot. I know what a horse looks like. <laughs> but then somehow, when I tell my hands, all right, let's take this crayon and make a horse happen. Just, ah! Why is it on fire, hands? <laughs> Where's its fourth leg? You don't get how shadowing works, hands. It's very difficult. This has been pretty incredible. Uh, I've enjoyed my time up here. I wonder for myself, like where comedy's going. I wonder that sometimes. Some of you may have wondered that about me at some point during the set. That's fair. Ooh, no laughs. I did good tonight. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't know, I just like, I wonder if maybe someday you guys will be watching Comedy Central. And what at the time you saw me here with Gwyneth Q, no big fucking deal. And you thought to yourselves, that Clay Newman guy. I wonder if he's watching Comedy Central too. I'll get there someday, y'all. Give it up for Gwyneth, give it up for Pam. They've been doing very good for you tonight. Newman, everyone! Yay! Everybody needs to clap insanely right now for Guinevere Q. No big fucking deal! Playing all night! Being hilarious. Pub it up for all the comedians you've seen. Thank you so much for coming tonight to Super Stoners with Live Bass with Guinevere Q. No big fucking deal. The Wyatt Act. When's your next upcoming show that you guys, you have something coming up soon? It's called open captioning, and the game goes like this. We're going to project cartoons on mute. They're five minutes each, and comedians are going to improvise the dialogue, and we're going to improvise the music with the full band. We have sax, trumpet, keys, drums. Jason Young's on drums and bass. Yay! Uh, and we're going to improvise it live. It's called open captioning, and there's a competition. There's prizes, and audience determines the winners, and it's at the Red Vic on Hate Street. On Saturday, the July on 29th. Hate Street. Awesome. That place is open again. That's yeah, crazy they just awesome. Reopened. So awesome. Op open captioning. It's going to be a big improv game. And yeah. Open caption. Look for it on Facebook. Again, clap one more time for Guinevere Q. No big fucking deal. I've been Bamtastic. This has been Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Clap it up for David Zunzu Kersher in the back, running the hey, ones and twos. Woo -woo -woo -woo. For me's and you's. And uh, come back, tell your friends every Friday. Eight to ten. Yay! Thank you, Pamtastic folks. Pamtastic!
highlights, at least to me, is how important it is for us to reassure our allies that we will be there for them when they need us and that our word is our bond. Uh, so I, I think that you know the administration, you can't just write this off as a mistake. They can't afford to make mistakes like this. Well, did you and your Republican and Democratic colleagues when you were in Korea and Japan the other day, did you have any idea that this battle, this, this strike force, the Vincent strike force was actually moving closer towards Australia, away from the region, even as we were all given the impression it was moving towards the Korean Peninsula? Did you have any clue at all that the statements were incorrect? None at all. And in fact, when we were there, we met with uh, the Prime, Prime Minister Abe, and we met with the Foreign Minister, who is now the head of South Korea, and a lot of other officials in the area, military people as well. And these, these statements have consequences. When you say something is happening, these words come from the President of the United States, and they are given in an atmosphere that is already fraught with a lot of tension, especially in the area we were uh, last, last week. Uh, you can't make mistakes like that. Okay, so basically what it says is as the White House was uh, talking about sending naval, the naval armada to the Korean Peninsula, uh, the very ships in question were on their way to participate in a military exercises in the Indian Ocean, some 35,000 miles away, or I'm sorry, 3,500 miles away in the opposite direction. A senior administration official blamed a miscommunication between the Pentagon and the White House over reports that the aircraft carrier has not made its way to the Sea of Japan, also known as the East Sea, as an expected show of force in, in North Korea. Um, the official blamed the mix-up on a lack of follow-up with the commanders overseeing the movements of the USS Carl Vincent aircraft carrier. Um, so basically, they were. They were totally headed in the wrong direction. Okay, again, but that's... It wasn't necessarily Trump, but it was, that's a, a, that's it was a, a miscommunication. That's a somewhere, but Trump is not the... The Trump one is to not blame. the one who says, hey, this is ex specifically where the troops are going because he says where he wants them to go. But he doesn't actually, you know. Right. He doesn't there, actually. There's, a, there's many middlemen in between that. Oh, so he doesn't. He's not the one that actually prints up the Google Maps and hands, no. hands it to the commanders. Gotcha. Okay. So, but, but then when we look at stuff like, um, um, hold on. I can't even type in. Yeah, there's always middlemen. Um, what are you thinking? Um, when he was actually, when he was talking about the, the, the raid on Syria, he actually mistakenly said the wrong thing um, to a reporter with CNN. Um, uh, yeah. about which country he was we're sitting at the table we had finished dinner we're now having dessert and we had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen and President Xi was enjoying it so what happens is I said we've just launched 59 missiles heading to Iraq well you headed to Syria yes heading toward Syria and I want you to know that so <laughs> when your commander-in-chief can't even get it right i know okay so it's just another thing i'm just saying it's it's kind of screwed up from the top all the way down but you're right there's there's so many fail safes and to blame trump 
for our armada going in the wrong direction is kind of misguided. I would agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. And so we can't blame everything on Trump is what you're saying is we can't blame everything on Trump. No. Not everything. Okay. No. All right. Gotcha. And that, no, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not saying I agree with all of his crap because I really don't. But right. I, I have a hard time blaming him for things that I logically can go, yeah, he, that can't have come just from him no i i I mean right the the whole purpose of having a military with you know levels of you have to follow this person that person whatever that you know whatever lieutenants sergeants for those who have an insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion, and love with passion and our passion who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution who would rather die than fall in line to conform who constantly challenge the norm who greet each and every day as if just born i say to you i know your greatness the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact and in fact i know it best when i say to you i love you the night space brings you high time story time every wednesday night from 10 to midnight on mutiny radio Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring High Time Storytime, every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that 